Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I've had the privilege of meeting a number of fascinating people that have shared their stories in the pre-COVID, COVID, and more recently in the early post-COVID months. Out of 186 podcasts to date, none stand out more than my chats with James McCare from the Calgary Food Bank, episode 82, and Laurie McRitchie from Airdrie Food Bank, episode 178. The Food Bank relies upon the support from the local community, and as many know, this support was very prominent during the COVID lockdown period. Now that businesses and activities have opened up across the globe, including children returning to school, it can be very easy to forget about those in real need of food donation. Take the time to donate to the food bank, whether it is at your local grocery store, such as the hampers placed by the cashier at Sobeys, or at the physical locations of both Calgary and Airdrie food banks, or online at the Canada Food Bank's website, www.foodbankscanada.ca. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and stay safe. Good afternoon, is that Michelle? This is Michelle Cedarberg. Michelle, welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. And do you want to host this? Because I think you should host it. It sounds like you've got the credentials. <laughs> I guess I could, but I'm going to leave that into your capable hands. <laughs> so, Michelle, we've, you, you've caught me at episode number 191. Um, we're sh- just nine, ten episodes shy of 200. So, sorry, you're not going to get the 200 plateau. Darn it. <laughs> but look, welcome, Michelle. And, uh, you know, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about why you're why are you writing books? I want to know. So let's go from there. Well, um, as I said, my name is Michelle Cedarberg, and I'm a Calgary-based, although I travel all over North America, right. uh, professional speaker, uh, coach, and then author of the um, newly released or about to be released Success Energy Equation, How to Regain Focus, Recharge Your Life, and Really Get Shit Done. Can I say that on your podcast? <laughs> I, I don't have any features of... Uh, yeah, no, that's I think that's acceptable to the two listeners out there. <laughs> Yeah, so I've, I have been, um, you know, I've been a, a solopreneur, if you will, for 16 years doing yeah. my work in and around Calgary, but also, as I said, across North America. And of course, things have changed in the last eight months and travel has been banned and getting in-person uh, audiences has been banned. And so I, yeah. I've been focusing on online presentations, but um, now it's the book, which Ironically, I finished writing before COVID, but it is um, a little bit of a, uh, what I call a COVID survival guide, if you will. Yeah. No, Inadvertently, I, I didn't plan it that way, but it seems to work out that way. But it's incredible, the, the, the shift and, and just, I mean, we could talk about some of the new, you know, kind of new products out there, but there's, a, there's a, that whole what's left and behind, the, the COVID wake, you know, it's, it's just, it's a tsunami of of, of destruct. I mean, I was in, we were near Thailand. Uh, we were in Thailand just before the 2006, I think it was the tsunami, but this is across the globe, but it's so many, so many people have been, in, have been impacted. So be interesting to get your, your take on the survival guide. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we can all kind of go back to seven and a half, eight months ago when we first went into lockdown, I think, you know, a lot of us, especially, you know, if you're a business owner, kind of sat yeah. there and you know stared into space going what is happening yes. and you know for me all of my uh my in-person presentations were canceled or postponed you know till later in the year and then into 2021 and 
for the first couple of weeks, I literally just sat there and, you know, didn't really do anything. I was like, I, I got to process this. I, I kind of figured it'd be done within a month. Like I'm, I'm sure so many people did. Right. But right. when that didn't happen, then it's like, all right, shoot, I better do something about this. And uh, I think that a lot of people really had to, had to come to terms with the long haul that this is and how it's going to impact us economically and emotionally and um, just everything. It's been a very strange time. And um, the book, as I said, I, I finished writing it back in January, but because it's about regaining focus and, and um, you know, recharging your life, you know, when you, when you look at it now, it's being released on October 27th. When you look at it now, it's like, okay, I can yeah. probably use some of those strategies uh, to help me, figure out what now what next because things have changed and things are going to keep changing and we have to you know not look for it, things to get back to normal but to decide yes. what 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 the, what next is going to look like did you going back because i mean let's say january you were going to release you were going to do a book launch i mean let's let's go back to january and what were your what was the timetable like then to release like in March, April, May or something? How, well, I mean, that the, the, I finished writing the book and of course it goes to the publisher and it goes through, oh, you know, that's okay. why it, it was finished writing. It was out of my hands in January. Right. So I didn't really I at that point um, I hadn't written it with COVID in mind. That was what I was saying. Like I it was off to the publisher and the editor in January. So it was just with them and we were editing it during COVID. Gotcha, gotcha. During lockdown. And then, you know, when we started to look at the contents, it's like, huh, as, as I'm marketing the book now, I'm going, well, you know, it really is a guide that can help people, you know, yes. get their heads on straight for navigating winter and COVID and, and what our business strategies need to be and, and having the physical, mental, emotional, and cognitive energy to navigate all that. Cause that's kind of my area of expertise. I come at, yeah. I come at, the work that I do through the fitness uh, industry. I have a master's in yeah. kinesiology and a, okay. and a BA in psychology and I'm a professional coach. So all of that I do is really about help, helping people strengthen their resilience and, and, and their, you know, uh, capacity for doing the work that they were called to do, whatever that may be. Well, that, that's interesting. Just a quick site. I literally just posted, to a friend of mine, he works up at the UFC, Michael Boyles. I don't know if you know Mike Boyles uh, at the kinesiology department. And he, he literally, I just sent him an app. I'll send that to you offline. But it was, it's about that. It's a fitness app. Somebody's created an app. Like, I think it's called Playbook. Mm -hmm. It's for those entrepreneurs. So, you mentioned solopreneur. And it's literally because of COVID, all those fitness instructors that were shut down. So really interesting. It's, it's, it's ironic you say that. So. Well, yeah, and I, you know, when I talk about, you know, our our um, kind of physical, mental, emotional, cognitive capacity, it is about getting the exercise, and of course, that's changed for everybody. And, yeah. Um, but it, but it really is just about the habits that you engage in on a day to day basis. To make sure that you're firing on all cylinders, energetically. You know, so you've got the energy to get through the day. So you've got the emotional bandwidth to do whatever's coming your way. So you've got mental focus to really dig in and do the yes. work. And so you've got that cognitive bandwidth, all of those things, we have to kind of listen to our body and, and do the things that we need to do to strengthen all of those areas so we can be better in sure. business, if you will. It's kind of one of those tools for the back pocket, um, you know, part of your business plan, if you will. Did you, I mean, let's, cause there's, you, you, there's so much to unpack here, but let's go back to your, you know, your, your realization that, that did you go back and say chapter one through whatever, Ten. how many chapters? So 
did you, one to ten did you go in COVID? like did you scrub it through and say here's a COVID." uh i no i absolutely did not did and here's why um oh, okay. because because the pandemic the pandemic is going to end um and and yeah. i and i don't really want to have a pandemic survival guide in 2024 <laughs> i want this book to be timeless because the yeah. strategies that i'm sharing um, while they yeah. absolutely are related to or can help you get through COVID, basically they are strategies sure. that are going to help you set better goals, to strengthen your belief in yourself, to have better discipline, to do the things that you don't want to do because you know they're going to bring results. And and the you know I call it yeah. the success energy equation because I say that success equals setting meaningful goals. And they're a function of the belief you have in yourself and the discipline you have to do the work. And they're all raised to the power of awesome by the energy within. So I talk about energy as the magic multiplier that will raise your base dreams sure. to the power of amazing. Basically, you can get by if you don't take care of yourself physically. In fact, you can have high levels of success in everything you do, even if you don't exercise, if you don't get enough sleep, if you smoke, if you drink too much, if you uh, have poor life balance and, and you know, all of that stuff, you can still experience sure. high levels of, of success. But what I'm trying to say is when, is when we prioritize taking care of your brilliant, your physical body and the brilliant mind in it, everything yeah. is better. You're going to be better at everything. So let's, let's, let's chip away. Let's chip away. Let's go, uh, go back to the, what prompted you to write a book? I mean, because what you're telling me, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. And I was just saying, was there a trigger point that says, wow, I've had 10 clients, 100 clients, 1,000? You know what I mean? Like, what was that, that spark that said, oh, I, I should write this. I should make Well, this you know, I mean, it's, it's the yeah. second book that I've written. And I've got a, a couple of other resources that I've created over okay. kind of 15 years, 17 yeah. years of doing this work that I'm doing. And I think that anybody who's an educator and some of your listeners might agree, you, you end up sharing the same information and 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 as a speaker, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm sharing my message from the platform to, you know, 60 some odd audiences a year where I was before COVID. And, and so I, sure. I, the, the messages that I have within me, my philosophies get distilled down to, you know, the way that I want to share my message. And of course, eventually comes to a point where I'm like, I got to write a book. I got to get this down so that I can share, it, you know, in a different medium and, and get my message out there in a different way. Yeah, instead of being like the you know the proverbial a broken record, I've just said this. Yeah. How many times have I said? Well, this? and and that's the thing. I mean, I do repeat my messaging because it's it, it's timeless. But to have a, a you know, I I don't it's I don't know if it's an ego project or not, but I think it's it's a lot of people like to read rather than consume videos. You know, old fashioned though it may be, um, and it, I think for anything that we do, it helps to write write our thoughts down. It's a great way of getting clear about what what uh what matters no and i think you've you've, you've taken those experience you, you've sort of the school of, i don't know if it's called the school another one the school of hard knocks you you did the tour the speaking tour and you your combination of making the presentations and then the the feedback i'm sure there's that whole process and like wait a minute why do i keep repeating this right why do i why do i always keep regenerating you know, the squeaky wheel or whatever it is like you know it's it's fixing it whatever it was the acronym or metaphor you want to use but so let i mean do you have an example of a of a presentation or what i'm a speech you gave say in toronto and halifax somewhere that you can say is most notable over the last couple of years 
I, I'm well, just I mean, that, that it's an interesting question because I, you know, anytime I, I would think about presentations, I mean, I just go and do the best that I can for my audiences, and and the the messages yeah. they vary from um, talking about stress management or work life balance or um, creating your strategy for success, depending on what the client wants. Um, yeah. And for me, like it, the broken record thing that you talk about, it's it, it's I do repeat my message because it's an important message. But the, the, but the reason why yeah, I no, became no, a I'm speaker saying... is because I, you know, prior to my life yeah. as a speaker, I was um, I was a personal trainer and I would spend time one on one with individuals. And I'd hear myself telling yes. one person the same thing over and over again. And so I, I, I thought, well, this is not, not the best use of my time. We talk about scaling and right? you know, let's talk that. about business. So I realized, you know, pretty quickly that, you know, if I could get a bunch of people together and share the message once to 100 or 200 or to 1000 people, that's going to be a better return on my uh, uh, investment of time. So, yeah. So, I mean, I've been I've been speaking. My my main gig, you know, pre-COVID was to is to go and present to conferences and organizations and um, help them, you know, boost their capacity to do great work. Um, I'm doing that all virtually now, yeah. but you know, prior to COVID, I, that was most of the thing that I'm doing. And now I'm thinking, all right, what could that look like if I'm not getting on planes? Is it I'm shift? I've have shifted to going virtual. I'm creating an online program to talk about all of this kind of stuff. All of the things that can help people just be better, do better, and have more, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Well, every time you say this, because I think of because I've talked we're in Canada, I think of. The old uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. You know, if you probably remember, you you know, and it's literally you can't planes, trains, or all that. You just shut it down. Imagine if they made the movie today, right? Zoom one, Zoom two. You know what I mean? Like it just changes your perspective. And the Zoom call, like the conference call. I remember there's a video series called the conference call. Yeah. It was in real life, <laughs> and it was about ten years ago. And now it's Zoom call, right? People are throwing the memes out there of you're on mute and and all those, you know, that kind of that. That friction that's now caused. Well, and you know, when you talk about, um, you know, it's a great example. Um, our new reality means that we're sitting in front of our screens far more than we used to. It means that we're not getting sure. together with individuals around the boardroom table to have meetings. It means yep. we are, you know, sharing our kitchen table, which is now the office with kids who are homeschooling and spouse who is yep. also working. And um, and so our our our, our workplace reality has changed. And I know a lot of people have started to filter back into the office, but that's a very different uh, scenario as well, because you're distanced and you're, sure. there's two people to an elevator. And, you know, it, so, so all of, we have to process all of that. And I think that for a lot of your listeners, you'll understand that, like how we manage our energy has had to change because of it. No, and you're getting this, you know, this influx of, a lot of you know how to deal in COVID and, the, and people have these suggestions, but look, I mean, let's let's drill down then and say what chapter six, page forty nine or whatever it is, bring something from the book that says how how it relates to the COVID survival. Can you? Can, I don't want to put you on the spot. But well, one of, of the things that I talk about right you know, at the you know the first couple of chapters is getting off of autopilot because I think a lot of us even prior to COVID, you know, we're so busy. Um, yeah, we are you know, trying to get everything done. We're trying to process information. Like We've I got like our supercomputers at our fingertips that, you know, are feeding us push notifications yep. Yep. and, and we're scrolling when we should be talking to people. And, you know, we've got all, there's a lot of stuff going on. So we will tend to 
you know, uh, uh, navigate our day on autopilot, not necessarily paying attention to everything that's happening around us. So the front end of the book, I that's incredible. No, it's insight. That's very that that's huge insight because it's exactly COVID was a was a shift, but you you were already talking about it. You, you yeah, well, yeah, and and most of us are busy, and so you know when we're when we're navigating life on autopilot, we're not necessarily going to be tuned into the things that we really you know that are really important to us. Are we doing the right work on yeah. the right things right now? And then COVID hit, yeah. and that autopilot it got shut off for a while. And the reason why it did is because everything changed and you need to be fully present to process change. So all of a sudden your head hurts because you're trying to figure out how to do Zoom or to do MS Teams or to do Cisco WebEx, yeah. or, you know, you know, all the, how do I get my freaking, you know, webcam <laughs> to work and why can't I get audio? And like today we had some trouble yeah. connecting on um, this prior to the recording. Um, <laughs> Anchor, she didn't mean it. Was, it. No, that's probably she me. It's user error. If you're but but so we get to we get to um, yeah. you know we we once we're processing all of that, then it really is at the front end of the book. I talk about getting off the autopilot so you can get super clear about what's important for you right now in your work in your life. What do you really want to be doing? We can't get we can't set good goals yeah. if we're not super clear about what it is that we want for ourselves. And that's one of the reasons why I write a lot about goals in the book. And one of the reasons why I think that people don't like goals is because they set them and then they forget them. And we and the re, part of the reason why that happens is because we set goals kind of under duress and we're not always really kind of passionate about the goals. But we also kind of have this half I want to say half assed belief in our ability to really accomplish it. So you know, the book I talk about setting goals that really just get you revved up. But I, but I also say it doesn't matter yes. how big the goal you, is that you set for yourself if you don't believe in your ability to crush it. And so I talk about goals, yes, but then I talk about strengthening your belief in yourself and strengthening your discipline to do the work so that the goals will get done. Because there's nothing I hate than set and forget goals. If we're going to, you know, set a goal, we want to crush it. <laughs> You know, it's incredible, though, because I go back and then this is probably still it's kind of the workplace, you know, that performance measurement and setting is kind of back to your objectives. It's the same thing in a, in a, in a different scale when, you know, all oh, this month I'm going to read or I'm going to do that. You know, they set goals that can't measurable or they set objectives that aren't measurable in the workplace. So in your personal life, it's even it's probably more broader than that. Like, I mean, at least in, in work, you kind of narrow You try to people try to narrow down, but I'm going back many years. Well, and a lot of times the goals work goals are set as part of a team or as an objective coming from top down. And um, and while sure. they, they're they all very important, um, unless you're invested in them yourself, you're not really going to be buying in. And that's why I think that personal goals alongside professional goals need to be um, need to be need to be focused on because we will tend to get driven into setting those professional goals because it's part of our quarterly objectives yes. or part of our annual, um, you know, assessments or whatever it might be. And then we say, well, yeah. I don't have time to set the personal goals or I don't have the energy to chase the, the personal goals. But I can bet that every single one of your listeners has those goals, you know, that are in their head that just won't go away. You know, like that, that nag them. I want to run a marathon or I want to write a book or I want to start my own business or I want to, you know, whatever it might be. I want to learn how to play guitar. It can right. be any of those kind of challenge challenges that oh, I've always wanted to do that and it doesn't go away. 
if it doesn't go away, then it's worth paying attention to. And if it doesn't go away, you got to ask yourself why you haven't um, tapped into it yet, right? <laughs> Action. Let's go back. Let's go back because your analogy, to the fitness, real. I mean, maybe not your analogy, but the work that you did in fitness as a trainer. You know, you can't do a push up if you don't start. You can't think about doing a push up. You just do it, or a, a crunch, or a, you know, like it's. It's at the to the marathon. You got to yep. you got to walk 100%. a kilometer. Then you got to run a kilometer. You got you cannot just start by thinking about it for the next. So let let's take that analogy to you know people you've coached. All right, you've got these goals. But well, you, you have to bring yeah. It down. And the you book that I wrote in 2012 is called Energy Now: Small Steps to an Energetic Life, and it's a subtitle that means a lot to me. Like small steps to anything. Um, you know, we can set the goal and. You know, you can think about it or, you, you know, until you're ready to take a big step or you can just start now with a small one. And, and most of us are success oriented yeah. individuals who say to ourselves, if, I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to I'm gonna do it the way that I know that I should. And I just don't have time or energy right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'll wait until circumstances are a bit more yeah. ideal and then I'll get started. And you're never, and There's I say, well, what happened if you get started now just with a small step and then you take another small step tomorrow? You take it, and that can happen with exercise, that can happen with building a website, that can happen with writing, that can happen with absolutely anything. In, in my background in fitness, you know, I used to say, well, if you don't feel like going for a walk, you know, just go for 10 minutes. And I always get pushed back. Well, what the heck yeah. good is 10 minutes going to do, Michelle? And I say 10 minutes of doing is better than the hour that you were thinking about doing to, to your point, Alan, because, you know, we can think to, you know, to, till the cows come home, but that's not going to get the job done. So that's why I say if you're talking yourself out of it or if your energy isn't there, then just start with one small step and then, you know, go from there. Take another small step tomorrow. I am quite convinced we get closer to our goals with small daily steps than rather than with a great big leap every couple of weeks when time and energy suddenly becomes available. You know, what is it that you want? You know, I think some. It, it sometimes you need that the the need the kick. But I remember it, just to your point about um, you know, there's that, that baby. I don't baby steps, small steps. So 1995 Calgary Marathon. I was a volunteer or 94. I, I can't remember what it was, but I was a volunteer and I'm sitting on the course. And I'm like, and I was on the whatever 35 kilometer mark. I'm going, my gosh, if they can do this, I can. And it was literally because I was running like, you know, 3Ks, 5Ks, 10K, whatever it was. But I'd never done a marathon. I was vol I volunteered and I'm sitting there. And if you know Parkdale, there's an ice cream. There's that corner there. And it was a 17K mark. And then they came back from bonus and it was 35K mark. And I'm like, wow, these people have gotten this far. And they only have seven kilometers to go. So it, it's putting yourself in the shoes somehow. Did you train for a marathon that after that? Or work, did you I'm just think, think about it? Yeah. Yes. No, no. I, I mean, I. I, well, maybe it wasn't 95, but because I did three, I did three before that. By the 95, I did the Calgary Marathon 95, but I did two. I did two Seattle. Well, you know, and you know, so running is is a great was, analogy, was, and you kind of alluded to it earlier. You can't get to a marathon until you get to half marathon. You can't get to a half marathon until you run 10k. You can't get to 10k unless you've done 5k. And and I think that we will look at our big lofty goals and think, holy cow, that's a big one. But if you break it down into smaller chunks and just keep yeah. chipping away, eventually you're gonna you know, look back at your body of work and, and think, wow, like I have, I've done a lot. I've accomplished a lot. <laughs> and I think that if we take care of our energy, you know, when we, when we kind of acknowledge that the physical body and, and mind needs regular restoration and all of those things that we tend to push aside when we're busy, then we're going to get sure. further. We're going to, sure. we're just going to have a little bit more of an oomph to do the things that we don't want to do. 
you know, it, as the internet expands and grows, it becomes almost, and I, I think because I was going to say that people can find anything and everything they want, but the bigger it gets, the harder it's harder to find specifics. I, you know, I don't know what, if you're, if I think of the small steps, what would you recommend to people? Because today they're sitting at home. Where's all, I literally, the traffic, where's the free stuff? And there was a lot of free stuff. But people just don't know. Where well, you know, that. it's funny because you know, self-motivate. <laughs> um, I mean, the Internet is uh, is, you know, it's a wealth of information, but it's also a, a wealth of misinformation and can also be overwhelming because we end up going down these rabbit holes. And and one uh, yes. the book, um, I, I, I say it's a, it's an approach based on science and common sense, because most of us know what we need to do. Most of us, you know, when we're chasing a goal, when we're going after something that's really important, we 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 generally know the steps that we have to take. And if we don't, I, I just think that we just need to put a little right. el elbow grease into it, you know, do the freaking work. I, I think that that um, one of the challenges that we face is that we have to, you know, find the energy and find the motivation um, in small steps. That's we, right. we, we can trust our gut. We just have to be able to, to you know, we could if we read too much information, we can freeze ourselves into submission. So I will, I will always say that take a small step, just get moving, get over that inertia, um, you know, create momentum because momentum is going to, you know, allow you to keep going and give you motivation to, you know, take it to the next step. Sure. So Michelle, you coach, do you coach, I mean, take your fitness aside, but the coaching businesses, are you doing one-on-one -on -one with the, the leaders, startups, founders, the group? I mean, put, put, this is now post-COVID-ish, COVID normal, whatever you're going to call it. Are you meeting the Zoom calls with one-on-one? Um, -on -one yeah, so I mean, I, I walked I mean, away from the fitness industry back in 2005 to focus yeah. on my speaking business. And um, and then when the recession hit 2008, 2009, uh, kind of the bottom of, my, bottom of the speaking business fell out. And so I, that's when I got certified as a coach. And I, I replaced my one-on-one -on -one personal training with one-on-one -on -one coaching. And so I, 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 I do some team yeah, coaching, yeah. but I tend to focus on one-on-one -on -one with, 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 you know, leaders, a lot of middle, yeah. middle management, um, just people who are kind of looking for clarity, not just in their work, but in all aspects of their lives. Um, so that, because I don't think they're, I think they're linked. We can't, I don't, I don't think that business and life operate in silos if we can take care of both together, both are going to work better, you know. Can we role play that or not role play, but I mean, is it Mary's uh, beauty salon? Is it Ed's trucking service? That kind of level? Yeah, I've got some executive directors. I've got, um, you know, uh, vice presidents in businesses. I've got people who are solopreneurs running yeah. their own businesses. I've got, um, you know, it's funny that you say trucking company because I was coaching a guy from a, a trucking company several years ago and um i wouldn't say i have a, yeah. a particular niche i think what ends up happening is people hear me or watch me speak and they they say okay i can relate to her um you know let's you know i, I tend to be a straight shooter you know straight shoot from the hip kind of person i i say a, a um <laughs> a uh confident or uh a uh, kind and caring kick in the butt kind and compassionate kick in the butt <laughs> you know, the, the, thinking the trucking because I'm going back to an earlier podcast I had with Andrea Collis at Collis Insurance, and something because so, during COVID a lot of businesses were were locked in and shut down. So a lot of the industrial, the crime, there was a lot of break-ins and equipment was stolen or you know during, and it was just insane because the insurance that suddenly 
people had this, their vehicles were parked that they normally were out on the road. And I don't, I can't remember if she said a trucking company, but different, you know, things were different. And suddenly the insurance needs were different of some of the startups. One, it was claims and what could be relevant, but it, just speaking of trucking, and I just remember saying some of those yards, they're just parked. The vehicles were just parked. So there, there's a new element. There well, yeah, I mean, business individuals, business owners, everybody's got to be looking at things in a different way. And yeah, I mean, from the coaching standpoint, that part of my business has definitely jumped up a little bit since COVID. But so, I mean, so too has doing, yeah. um, you know, virtual presentations, you know, uh, webinars and the like. I've got a studio in my home and, you know, it can be it can be quite effective. I think people are now that we're coming, you know, heading into the eighth month of of COVID in Canada. People are realizing that we're probably in this for long haul through the winter, anyways. And so we're looking at ways to, you know, engage their workforce and you know do the things they need to do for themselves on the very on the very simplest level. I I offer yeah. the book. You know, it's twenty one ninety five on Amazon, right? <laughs> and then I have the coaching, which is the next level, and then the speaking, which is you know, level after that. And then you put them all together into a big package yeah. and you can have me for a whole bunch and we'll just dig deep and, you know, make things better. But uh, it's a definitely a strange time. <laughs> well, I mean, the, I mean, I just, because I, I kind of try to see the, 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 the positive sides, everyone, I, the guests I have. I mean, yours unusual in terms of that you're helping businesses. So, do you have any advice for, for some business, small businesses, executives? Let's give executives. What do you think executives can benefit from in the next coming months? Or what should they be doing? Not should, but consider doing that they haven't, like going back to your point about they're on autopilot. So now what are some well, suggestions you Well, I mean, you anytime I'm talking to leaders, it really is a, about leading by example and, and listening to the needs of your team. Now more than ever, and especially if you're all working yeah. from different locations and connecting via Zoom or, or MS Teams or what have you, um, everybody's everybody's needs are going to be shifted now simply because they're juggling potentially, you know, sharing their office with their spouse or, right. you know, trying to do homeschooling in between the next right. Zoom meeting and, and all those types of things. And so for leaders... You know, I say look for ways to make sure that your team stays energized. Um, look for ways to communicate effectively with them. And and by communication, yeah. you know, me as a coach, I say to, you know, use both your ears and really listen to what 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 your people need. And and what they need now more than ever is is flexibility in their scheduling and some kind of support for staying healthy and energized physically, mentally, emotionally, because it's uh it's uh I, I hate to use the word unprecedented, but. Um... No, but you I mean, I like what you're going this with this because, you know, it's different. It's different for a small or entrepreneur versus, a, 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 you know, someone who's got two or three employees versus I had a whole bunch of employees and now they're remotely, they're remotely working. Like Iggy Domogalski from Tundra Process Solutions was on and he, he's almost similar to what you said. He said, look, I was, I was, you know, finding ways to talk to them, be more creative and, and reaching out and, and kind of that, that was, we were in during COVID, um, but that's still relevant today. Yeah, it is. And um, still very relevant. You know, Zoom fatigue is a thing. You know, people are, you, you probably get on Zoom calls nowadays and more people have their cameras off than they do, than they did at the beginning. You know, I don't want to be seen. I'm tired of doing my makeup and, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> hide yeah. myself so I don't, I can be in my pajamas, whatever it might be. 
Isn't that crazy? Because the whole day you'd be in the office. You, you're not coming into the office. Well, and here's the difference, though. You know, when we're working from home, like our routines have been flattened. And by that, I mean, we, we don't have what I call micro lifts throughout yeah. the day. Like the very, the very act of getting in my car and driving downtown <laughs> and parking and, you know, walking out in the fresh air and going to my favorite yeah. coffee shop and picking up my latte and a, and a, and a croissant or what's up, you know, and then throughout the day, you know, you get up from your desk and you walk down the hall and talk to your favorite, uh, you know, work buddy, or you go for lunch with somebody, all of those little micro lifts is what I call them. Little hits of joy throughout the day have all been flattened and we're at home and we're, you know, our dog is the only one that's happy that we're around all the time. Right. (laughs) Right. And you know, it's Groundhog Day over and over again. And, you know, I haven't been on a holiday since, you know, since last it's January. Yes, so, I love, I love that. Analogy. Yeah. And, and so, and especially coming into month eight, because here's, here's how it went and your listeners can, you know, chime in, uh, you know, via messages or whatever. Let me know if I'm on track here. Um, you know, the first COVID hit and we all kind of sat there and, and drooled and wondered what the hell's going on for the first couple of weeks. And then we, pivoted there's the covid crazy word again and tried to you know get ourselves set up for however long we got to endure this maybe a couple months tops and then we got to summer and things still weren't um yeah weren't uh we weren't out of the woods it's like we're in it for long haul so all of a sudden it's like this second oh my god i'm depressed because i got to go through summer and all this now we're coming into winter and we're still not out of it so i'm, I'm i swear that people are going to be having that third when are we going to be done with this? We're heading into the holidays, you know. So we just have to be very cognizant of uh, changing needs throughout the eight months of this that we've endured so far and to, you know, listen to our team members and ask what they need and be creative. And, yeah, it's. Uh... You know, I, Michelle, listening to you, it's just wonderful to hear. Because it's, it's, it it's not comforting. It's just it's reality. But listening to you. It, it, it just, it goes back to the flood of podcasts I've had. So we were talking with um, Jared Sarbit from the, you know, the cleaning, the industrial cleaning. So he's like, we're just, I'm talking through and it's like your common areas. Like when you walk into a building, a, a rental building or, you know, or the residential mm-hmm. building, there's, everything has changed. You know, that, that, that the mindset now, of course, it's, it's normal to grab the, the, the face mask because you're just not going into indoors without a face, in, at least in Alberta. And initially when we had you know, to wear masks indoors, didn't we feel strange? So, and now it's just like, it's, 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 it's normal. <laughs> yeah. That, absolutely. You notice, you notice when someone doesn't have one, right? You immediately. So we're adjusting, but we're also dealing with our own emotional highs and lows of it all. Like, I'm not happy about the fact that I don't have another in-person presentation until 2021. I'm not happy about the fact that I haven't been on a real holiday since before all this came down. I'm not happy about the fact that I haven't visited my family, you know, and you know, everybody's out, everybody else has their, I'm not happy about the fact. And on the flip side, and you kind of alluded to this earlier. I mean, I think the biggest um, strategy that we have to navigate this is to look for the good. You know, no matter what is happening, like, what can I do that's going to make a difference for myself, for my family? What are the things I'm grateful for? You know, as cheesy as that may sound, it, it the, the that little bit of yeah. kind of positivity and levity is going to help us navigate with a kind of eye to what's possible rather than, oh, my God, this so sucks. Because some days it does. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the mental health, there's a lot of and I, you know, I'm not I don't have any specifics to right now to talk about, but 
the mental health, there's a lot of, you know, and I don't mean that there's a lot of people saying out oh, there's out there's sort of new cases or whatever sort of recommendations. It's there's just there's funding in mental health. There's new avenues where, you know, there was a company called Wobot and I heard it again just the other day on a podcast. So Wobot is just talking to so you feel that you're getting the attention because if you can't well, get access to Well, I mean, October is Mental Health official. Awareness like, Month just across the country. And bigger. I mean, through COVID, mental health cases yeah. have definitely yeah. uh, risen. I mean, one in five Canadians will present with some sort of mental health challenges throughout their lifetime. And they're suggesting now in 2020 that depression is the leading, um, you know, one of the leading causes of disability across uh, the world. So, I mean, it's a, and you add COVID to that. And if you're, if you had to self-isolate and you're single or, you know, there's, you know, there's just the, the challenges that are, are yeah. present now. That's another thing that leaders need to be very cautious, uh, cognizant of with their teams um, to take care of that aspect of um, making sure their, their staff needs are getting met. It's. Uh... So go, go to the drill down back to maybe your trucking industry or the trucking expert. Or, so, you know, there's, is there an example you could give that someone like, wow, this would, I really want to share this with one of my solopreneurs or whoever, you know, one of those small business starts. Well, I mean, anytime that, that I'm talking to my clients through all of this, the biggest, like the biggest reminder I've had to give to every single one of my coaching clients is like, remember to take care of yourself, like period, because you know, long yeah. hours. Uh, one of my clients was was on four meetings a day, um, with no hardly any breaks, and then would try and catch up on work in the evenings and on weekends working from home. And she was single at the time, and yeah. and she ended up getting darn close to burnout. And another one was you know trying to juggle a part time job and that required her to be in the uh, physical space on a full time job that was online and like right. Right. We have to remember that life is going on and we have to take care of ourselves. And that means, yes, getting regular exercise and trying to eat healthfully and, and not drink as much. I mean, I know that COVID bread That's making good. is we a thing. A lot of people bread. were making bread and, and drinking far more wine than I am you know, guilty of that <laughs> for the first couple of months. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to this is yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I've had to you know, have my reality check and. Yeah. To recognize, I have I have a YouTube channel, and you can Google YouTube Michelle Cedarberg and find it. Where I, I talk about, um, I have a bunch of COVID yeah. coping videos where I say why it's normal not to feel normal, uh, and and when it, when I when we're going through this, it is okay Brilliant. for I you to be that. sad and angry and frustrated. And if you're feeling that way and it's not feeling good, then ask for help from somebody from anybody. To just yeah. to say, you know what, this yeah. sucks, and, and because it, a lot of people won't ask for help or won't admit that they're struggling because they don't want to appear weak, um, or they don't want to be a burden. And you know, I think that in 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 neither case is no, true. Absolutely. You got to just basically say, you know, this is hard and it's not going well. Find one person that you can trust. Well, I, Michelle, I, there's really thank you so much. There's a lot. Is there anything else you? I mean, I, I don't want to cut you off. I'm just thinking, you've said a, you said a lot. Is there anything you also want to say? Leave us how we find you. Yeah, my shellcedarberg.com is my website. And right now, because my book lot. is in pre-release, I'm pretty darn excited about that. And so I invite your listeners to go to successenergybook.com to learn about 
how you can order the book and all the fun pre-order bonuses yep. that you can get, even just to link to my socials and say hi to me. And uh, I can be that person that you can say, hey, I'm having a tough day. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, check out successenergybook.com and hopefully... Uh, now the page two you worked with because Madison reached out for, to me it wasn't actually no uh, my my first book was published through a u.s publisher and i vowed that if i wrote a second one i was going to make it canadian and i'd heard about this fabulous company in vancouver yeah. page two books that was run by two women nope they're in vancouver but they're but they're, can well, they're canadian run by women and so i ever said if i ever write another book then i'm definitely going to give them a look and uh they've been absolutely wonderful to work with and yeah well, page two, the, the founder, CEO, managing director, this is a welcome invitation. I've had many, pot, I'm just really, Michelle, if you know, I'd, I'd love to have them on the, the podcast just to talk about their, their story as well. Because, you know, if it's run by women, there's, I just learned it's called Air, something 51. Oh, the 51, I think it's called. And it, you know, there's a, there's a lot of initiatives out there for women entrepreneurs. Shannon Pistoon from, uh, she was ATV before, now she's on her own. She was on my yes, podcast. Yes, we are a force, but yes, so, <laughs> no, I just really enjoyed yes, working with please. them and it's been a, yeah, it's been, it's been a real pleasure. They've helped me to make my book better. The success energy equation. Nice. When, so when that was released in 2020, 2012, also, and it's still available um, through Amazon and, and also on my website at michellecederberg.com. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, fun times. Okay. Well, Michelle, I, this has been fun. Thank you so much for coming on. And 2012 seems like an eternity ago, but March uh, March this year seems like an eternity ago. So oh, and we're looking forward to 2021 and hopes for uh, a little bit more freedom when it comes to this darn pandemic. But in the meantime, I say make the best with what we've got and uh, yeah, find that success energy. Terrific. Michelle, thank you for, again, for the, tech, the tech glitches out there. It's the reality of our day, we isn't it? We had some high expectations. And they, they, they... <laughs> but, uh, Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time today. And, <laughs> and my two listeners, thank Oh, no, three now. I can see there's a little green light. The third one just popped on. Thanks a lot. You too. We'll have, you have a great day and stay safe.